you, family, for tuning in to another episode of Living Your Life Without Limits, a show about motivation, education, and inspiration. I'm Shannon Jackson, the people's nurse. And if you're not already a subscriber, make sure you click the button beneath and subscribe to Living Your Life Without Limits or check us out on one of our audio podcast platforms. In today's society, finding your voice can be very difficult, especially when you're going through any form of sickness or hardship. Feelings of frustration, guilt, and embarrassment can often create an inability to communicate or verbally express oneself. However, your crisis can be used as a motivator to help you go forward knowing that your voice has the power to change your situation. Today's episode is titled Finding Your Voice Through a Crisis. I want to take a moment to educate and bring public awareness about National Aphasia Awareness Month. So what is aphasia? Aphasia is an impairment of language affecting the production or comprehension of speech and the ability to read or write while leaving intelligence unaffected. People with aphasia may have different strengths and weaknesses in their speech patterns. Sometimes these patterns are labeled as other types of aphasia. Aphasia is always due to brain injury, most commonly from a stroke, particularly in older individuals. But brain injuries resulting in aphasia may also arise from head trauma, brain tumors, or infections. A person with aphasia may speak in short or incomplete sentences, speak in sentences that don't make sense, substitute one word for another or one sound for another, speak unrecognizable words, have difficulty finding words. They may not understand other people's conversation. They may not understand what they read. They may write sentences that don't make sense. Receiving a stroke diagnosis that leaves you aphasic can make anyone feel depressed and without hope. However, that was not the case for my upcoming guest, Doreen Mendez Sierra. Doreen was a successful strategic and creative business technology executive who was multilingual until a health crisis happened on June 2nd, 2012. At the age of 48, she suffered a catastrophic double stroke, leaving her to be aphasic. However, that did not stop Doreen. She became relentless in her journey into aphasia advocacy. And now after 10 years, 
She is the Vice President of Community Outreach, Education, and Strategic Alliance for the National Aphasia Awareness Organization. And now, family, I am honored to have my special guest with me today, none other than Doreen Mendez Sierra. Doreen, thank you so much for being a guest on Living Your Life Without Limits today. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I am I'm happy to be on your show <laughs> and your, your crew is amazing. Thank you. Well, we are honored to have you here, but especially myself, having read your story and wanting to get into it today. Um, I just, um, uh, from one professional woman to another, I salute you and um, I'm excited for us to talk about this. So June is the month of aphasia awareness. And I know that this subject matter is very personal to you. So um, talk to us about how this began for you and were you ever aware of how aphasia can affect someone from having a stroke? Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity again, Shannon. Um, it's uh, this, like you say, it is the month of aphasia. Um, and last month it was the stroke awareness month also. Yes. So it, this is our season <laughs> to, to bring awareness. Um, well, my story is, uh, it's a big surprise, but I was not, I was aware about strokes, but I didn't know what comes after. When you know that you have a stroke, somebody had a stroke, you know, you think it's a heart attack. Nobody really thinks that it's your brain. And so in my case, um, I had a, I had a, a, a massive double stroke. So it was ischemic and also hemorrhagic. Um, and after that, I have aphasia now. And so it's been a long journey, 10 years now, this month. And um, um, it's, been, it's been harrowing <laughs> from the beginning. Um, but it gets better over time. And so in my case, and so the thing about strokes and aphasia is that there are, there are, everyone is different, just like every brain is unique. The same thing as aphasia and your stroke too. So, um, so I was, this was 10 years ago, June 2nd, I was I got up in the morning, clean, do my, uh, how do you say, um, to uh, brush my teeth. And all of a sudden, as I am, I feel that there is a, a how do you call a um, earthquake. So it, it was moving. And I, thank God I was home, number one. And number two, I was with my children. So my children, I screamed immediately and they came running. They were sleeping very early in the morning. Usually strokes happen early in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's another test, test for, for everyone to know. Um, so uh, the last thing I remember was telling my daughter to clean the dishes. Right when, I, when they, they took me to sit 
And um, I told my daughter, call 911 and uh, clean the dishes. <laughs> and so, um, and after that, I went in a coma for a long time. Um, and so um, my kids were teenagers at the time. Um, my, my daughter was in college in her first, her first year of college and my son was starting um, high school and um, I'm a single mom. So um, it's a, it was a very trying time. Um, uh, so um, you have a stroke and you think, you know, okay, I'm in the hospital and slowly but surely I'll get better. In my case, I was in a coma for a long time and um, I was intubated also because my daughters didn't want me to let go. So I was there for a while and finally um, I came out of it. And when I came through, I didn't know what was aphasia. Therapist came through, but we didn't know. My daughter doesn't know, my, my son didn't know, um, but we had friends who came to the rescue for my kids. And those friends um, um, followed through, you know, what was happening. And so with that, we finally had an opportunity to, uh, to, first of all, that's another thing. When you have a stroke, you have to have, a, there's a big critical time that you have to rest. Your brain needs to shut down for a while. And aside from my coma, <laughs> you know, and um, so also had to um, understand what's happening. So when you have a stroke, you're all you're in a in a cloud. It's a very like a hazy environment that you trying to make sense. But 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 I just wanted to sleep for a long time. I did that, and that was important because um, I lost so many neurons in in the brain. So, um, yes. Yes. it can be very, very challenging, um, coming out of a stroke. I've done a lot of recovery with different clients, um, um, that have ha suffered from strokes. And as you mentioned there, and I mentioned it, um, a little bit, um, prior to you coming on, there are various types of not only strokes, but aphasia comes in different forms and how it manifests itself with their condition. But one of the things, Doreen, that um, I found very fascinating, I wanted to know, um, our show is about motivation, education, and inspiration. And what I found um, that was very good to have you be on this show is how prior to the stroke, first of all, you were 48 years old. In some cases in your prime, a little bit over the prime because people considered about 40, 41, but successful, thriving in your career and multilingual where you could speak several languages. And then after having suffered a stroke to no longer be able to have communication or struggle with that, how did you find the strength to overcome that? Well, uh, it's um, uh, the thing about aphasia is that um, in the beginning, you just have to make sense slowly but surely in my case i had an opportunity to with my children they were just 
finding online all of the resources, how, what, what was it called? It's called aphasia specifically. And I went through different phases of aphasia, of my type of aphasia. And um, um, I was locked in after after the stroke and everything, I was still locked in. I could not even speak at all. It was a mute like that. And so um, that took almost three years wow. to actually get out of that process with therapy, a lot mm -hmm. of uh, uh, speech pathology. Speech therapy, yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And also with, um, um, in my, my situation was that I was, I'm not bilingual. I was a polyglot. I speak seven languages and those yes. seven languages, I was not able to speak my own primary language, which is English, number one, and then Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so the doctors or the therapists would always say, the only way you're going to get out of this situation is focusing on one language. And, but this different is difficult because you can say that, but the brain is the one who's, you know, doing the, so every time I'm going to say, oh, hi, Shar Sharon, how are you, Shannon? And I'll be saying, hey, Joe, what's up? <laughs> you know, it comes completely backward. It, all the, the, the uh, consonants crash, crash. It took me almost uh, three years to actually speak English, Spanish. I was able to do it. I, I use different techniques to do that. And, and also the time, it was very, because I, I used to work uh, in a, uh, you know, as a professional environment, I'm very, very, um, uh, uh, how do you say, very organized for my time. Time is, is you know, minute by minute was my life. <laughs> and so um, uh, I, I tried to do my, my, my schedule like in little little um excerpts of time and so it would be maybe um in the morning or monday wednesday friday i would only in the morning very early when i get up in the morning was i had to uh listen to music specific music because music would be the way that it will take the whole brain to connect so that was number one and after I finally got English, I, I did with another, <laughs> with Spanish, everything was Spanish in the same regimen. That was my, my way. But, um, and so that was other, other um, exercise is key. And I've mentioned in other, uh, in other outlets where I've also said, though it's so important for ex exercise and do a breathing techniques that helps yes. for the brain. Yes. And this, everything that I always say, it, 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 it works for everyone. So um, um, uh, also doing when you, when actually do exercise, which is simple, it was just walking. So just trying to walk, you know, uh, for my balance first, and then to actually trying to listen to music while I'm working or, uh, reading on the signs as I'm walking out loud, you know, very, very specific. And now I can speak, but it's been 10 years though. I have to say it wasn't wonderful. 
I, I, and, and it takes time and it, and it lets us know that not only healing is a process, but transitioning and restoration is a process. So it brings me to one of my final questions is first of all, congratulations to you on your recent appointment or alliance, uh, with the, um, National Aphasia Organization, and being the Vice President of Community Outreach, Education, and Strategic Alliance. Um, I know you have gone through a very, very difficult transition, but have been able to use that as a motivating factor and go hard in on advocacy. Uh, Tell me about your role in the organization and how is it helping to educate or impact communities or support them in prevention or in resources? Um, There are, uh, I I started this path and journey um, immediately try as an advocate, immediately the minute I could walk that moment I, I had to tell people, this couldn't happen to just everyone. I mean, like, how can this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, aphasia, stroke and aphasia can happen to anybody at any age. Correct. It doesn't matter where you are from or how young or old, or that's another thing. So um, I actually uh, started my advocacy early on. Um, trying to make sense of what was happening and talking with people, not just therapists, but the people and their caretakers that also, they don't, they're, they're lost. Everyone was, is lost every time this happens in every family, mm-hmm. families or, you know, or like me, I was a single mom and, the, you know, my kids didn't know they were the ones who do the research for me. And so, um, so slowly but surely, I got more in depth, even though I couldn't speak, I still wanted to be in the presence of those that are, that are making decisions for other people that also have aphasia. So when I finally came back to New York, which is my, 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 um, my home, um, I went to my alma mater in Lehman College. And in Lehman College, uh, this is CUNY system in New York, I actually um, there is a wonderful uh, doctor, therapist. Her name is Mira Goral, and she allowed me to take the, sun, the summers doing drills for aphasia, my type of aphasia, and it was a breakthrough. And in the breakthrough, I was able to go into the full Spanish, do the same drill, sit, and I was able to speak again, finally. So that was one thing. Once I did that, then I went, I went to other places in NYU, there with Dr. Um, um, Elizabeth Galleta with, um, in Burke Rehab, is in Westchester. Also, I mean, where is Dr. Uh, Barbara Kessler in Manhattan with Steve Kessler were the catalyst to become an advocate in New York. And so, um, so I decided to find, if I'm going to be an advocate, I want to reach people 
normal people <laughs> to go out and see what it is. So my thing is always reading of books and reading. And even though I couldn't speak, I could read. And so with reading, I start to going into library, New York uh, Public Library, and uh, had they gave me a voice so I can, you know, uh, talk about aphasia there. And, but this was one-on-one, -on -one. this is just me. And so from one thing to another with Dr. Uh, Barbara Kessler and Steve Kessler, they invited me to join the, the, the board. And uh, doing out, outreach um, um, advocacy, what I did, I also find as I am from, I'm originally from Spain, my, my family, people, I speak Spanish. And I was like, why there's nobody, there's nobody's talking about aphasia in English. And so with the board, with National Aphasia Association, they gave me uh, a platform. And with that, so now National Aphasia Association has a reach from Argentina all the way up the Americas and into, um, and into um, Spain right now. And so that's my, my work now. And uh, we're doing it for, for awareness. The key campaign is from education yes. and um, awareness. Yes. And so, yes. And also uh, this last year, I also joined the, the, uh, the D, D, EI Committee in National Aphasia Association, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's why it's such a big thing to expand the platform in Spanish and in English in the United States specifically, but also in South America, people speak Spanish and they have the same resources and situations that we, we need, you know, all of us. Yeah. Well, Doreen, I thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. What a powerful story, a story that reminds each and every one of us, as I listen to you attentively, how sometimes things can happen unexpected in life, such as tragedies, loss, suffering, but it's not what happened, it's what you're going to do with what happened. And having a will and a mind and a, and a drive to say, I'm going to go forward and make the best out of this situation. And then take it a step further and say, not only for me, but I wanna use this and help be an instrument to educate and motivate the masses all over the world or all over in my community. And that's what it's all about. Each of us, using our individual experiences, be it good or be it tragic, to find hope in it and find what can we do to turn that into something positive. And I thank you for that. I thank you for your advocacy. I thank you for your strength and your courage. And how can we learn more from your organization. Can you please give us your website? We're gonna put it up on our, our, our site here and make sure we uh, let our people know in case they wanna get involved or get more education on it yes, before we let you go. I encourage everyone to please reach out and go into uh, www.aphasia.org. 
simple, aphasia.org. And you will find resources for students, for, uh, for professionals, and also for the community itself in there. And so um, also, I, I just wanted to say a little, uh, a little uh, point at the end. This is 35th year of National Aphasia Association. And in honor of uh, these amazing work that they've been doing for so many years, um, they're doing a, there is a campaign for uh, donation. And so there's for $35, it would be a wonderful thing to to reach out and help people that need everything to, you know, all resources that we have here. And Doreen, thank you for that. And Living Your Life Without Limits is going to make sure we donate $35 on behalf of this campaign to raise public awareness. Thank you. Once again, I thank you for coming on today and helping me spread education and advocacy regarding aphasia, because it is so important that people are informed on when this happens. Life is not over, but also recognize that life is so precious and valuable that we don't want to take anything for granted. But listening to your story, it not only motivates, but it inspires that you can still live quality of life, even if you develop a disability later on in life. Yeah. So once again, I salute you, Miss Doreen. And I want to thank my viewer and listening audience for tuning in each week to Living Your Life Without Limits. My goal is to bring you information that's going to help you to live a productive and valuable life while you're here on this earth. Because guess what? You are worth each and everything you deposit into yourself. And it starts with you embracing that. So remember, family, to love yourself. Take care of yourself. Because guess what? You are absolutely worth it. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>